BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast and happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Stratty. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend, Friday, Friday, getting down on Stratty. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday, or should we say happy Stratty from Jackson, Claude, and Raz and Stras. The four of us are here to kick off the weekend with just like a gorgeous energy. The gang's all here. I actually feel as though we need to start, you know, giving credit to the Strice Brothers. Like, this is a four-person podcast. Yeah, no, we need four microphones. We need four microphones. We need everyone on the artwork. We need new artwork, but in due time. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking, because I realized it was Friday, but I didn't have that typical feeling of like, yes, it's Friday. Like, we made it, because this week has just been so pleasant, because you're here, and every day is just like... Not as strenuous as the days before. I was just going to say that like, I'm like not even like excited that it's Friday because that means like I'm leaving on Sunday. Like that means the final part, the final installment of my trip here is coming. And honestly, like I'm I'm not down. And I'm wondering if even when you're gone and I'm just like podcasting from home, if Fridays are going to hit the same as they used to because I'm just leading a more peaceful life. I think- eventually like when you get into like a when you really actually live here like you like for sure live here yeah the daily grind you'll get back to like that week everyone you always say the great equalizer is the week so even people who live in the suburbs you know yeah that's true plus on the weekends they do get to sleep in and that's next level even if everything else about the day is pretty much the same doesn't matter it's always going to be my personal favorite pastime speaking of sleeping in i have to tell you i'm two days in a row of having full blackout sleep here like you know the nights where you just are uninterrupted. Like you close your eyes and you open them and then it's your alarm. Like it's so, I barely get, like rarely get it at home. I'm here two nights in a row. I think it has a lot to do with the peaceful energy you've cultivated, but also a lot to do with the fact that on Wednesday night I got two hours of sleep. I think it's more so the first one because sometimes when you, even though you got two hours of sleep, like it doesn't guarantee that the next night you're going to sleep really good. Like you could be in a really bad pattern. Mm, so true. But we're breaking the cycle. We are breaking, it ends with us. Like we're breaking the cycle. Um, so I just wanted to say like kudos to you. Ben is loving the bed like he would. And he's so, you think I'm particular and difficult to host? Ben could find fault in like a Michelin star restaurant. And he has like, yeah, he has a really hard time giving compliments. He's extremely particular. Um, and he's made multiple comments without even me prodding, like, how great is this bed? He wakes up like, oh, this bed. And he's, I can't really stress. Like, he's fucking judgmental. Not me, bitch. Well, I'm so glad. And 
What about Theo? He's really like, he's Ebert and Roper. He's the critic that you want to please. Theo's really like a love who you're with, love where you are kind of guy. Like, I wish I had that kind of spirit. Mm -hmm. He's very much happy with what he's given. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know luxury from standard. He's really kind of um, reached a level of like equilibrium and peace with the world, which is what we should all be striving for. I'm super far from that. Um, so he could be happy anywhere. So no offense, like his seal means nothing. I think he's extra happy here because not only does he have everything that he needs, he has his cousins yeah. and he has his auntie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's having a good time, even though he's like that grumpy old man mm-hmm. walking around saying, what are you kids up to? He's Squidward. Yes. And Bruno and Magnolia are Patrick and SpongeBob. Bruno is SpongeBob. There's never been a better comparison. Magnolia is Patrick. Is Patrick. He feels like a combo of Squidward and Mr. Krabs because he's like in charge, but he's also like a boring old man. Yeah, he he gives Squidward sometimes and he's still, even Squidward is having a good time. That's how you know shit is rocking when yeah. Squidward is smiling. We've <laughs> that's got what we should have named them. Imagine. Squidward's a kind of a cute name actually. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting thing. When we do meet and greet, so many people bring their dogs and it's so interesting to see what people name their dogs. Yeah. What did that, what was the name that we were like, was it popcorn? There was snorkel. There were so many snorkel. Thank you. There were so many dogs at the mean great, and I'm always just interested to see what people name their dogs. Yeah, I had such a bad dream about Bryce. I know. Don't we? Do you want to talk it about it? It was so realistic. And in the dream, I do this thing in my dreams where I'm like, "This is probably a dream. Like, let's get out. Yeah. Let's go to the next Escape. one. Escape. And sometimes I'm in such a deep sleep I can't get out of it. I'm like, "Let me out." It's mental warfare. And then I just have to trust the process mm-hmm. and know that I will wake up and Bryce will be right there and know that you'll grow where you're planted. Bloom yeah. where you're planted. Yes, I hope you will. I hope you will. I'm sorry that you've been through that. I've been through that many times in many nights. And there's really nothing, nothing that can prepare you for like a dream that's so reality that is your worst fears come to life, you know? My angel Bryson. I know. He didn't deserve that. No. And you know, in the dream whose fault it was. Mine. Hermes. It w- no, it was mine for shopping at Hermes. Yeah, Jackie's like dreaming of purchasing Birkins in the store and Bryce gets It was like taking a really out. long time. To, you know when you go shopping at like a really nice store and you're like, I'm going to buy this bag. Like, please take my money. And then it's like you sit there for 30 minutes while they package it up. It's like, I'm trying to give you my money. Yeah, no, I think they like luxury shopping. They try and make it like an experience. They offer oh, you champagne. I want to get a, the fuck out of there. A good experience is getting back to my bed. So <laughs> don't make me sit on this tiny little hard couch for while more you, than- you like bring out a receipt on a silver tray. Like if you're waiting for the tray because you guys only have one and someone else is using it, like just bring me the receipt. Crumple the receipt up and put it in the bag. Like, like I just want to go. I found email it to I, me. I found what I'm looking for. So that's what was happening in my dream. I was buying a Birkin and it was taking like 45 minutes to get it. And I was just like, what am I doing? You know, you're sick. Like, that's what you dream of, buying Birkins. Like, you're <laughs> mentally ill. Well, there was other things going on, too. For sure. There were. In, in dreams, you know, things don't really make sense. So it wasn't like buying a Birkin outright. There mm-hmm. was other things happening, too. Maybe the... Let's try and extrapolate, like, a message from the dream. You're buying a Birkin. It's taking too long. And you're, like, so busy that you forget to take care of your dog. And your dog runs out in the street. And, God forbid, gets hit by a car. What does that say? Where are your priorities? Maybe it's a... It's a statement. No, I think it was like a fear and like a warning. Not that I think my priorities are out of order currently, but just there's like, a lot going on. Don't let them get out of order. Yeah. Or don't let your love for Bryce like slip through the cracks. Like now you have a full blown child. Let my love for Bryce slip through the cracks. Look even what could though, happen. Even though it literally has not. I like my love for Bryce is just sore. Stronger. Seeing him as a brother, a cousin, a boyfriend, a son. 
it's one of the most beautiful things I've witnessed. Yeah. So I don't really know what the message was because I couldn't love this boy more. I couldn't give him like more love and attention. And no, it's true. Like <laughs> I thought your like priorities would definitely shift a little bit away from Bryce when you had a child, which is extremely normal. Um, they have not. They yeah. have not wavered. Bryce they have is not included faltered. In everything. Hundred percent. Everything. You're larping just as much with Bryce as you do with Roll. He goes in the stroller on the bottom. He yeah. likes it there. <laughs> that's so cute he was chilling hard that's like usually when we go for walks he cries if we're going for like a family walk he's just like this is not i don't know what this means i do not feel safe this, yeah i don't feel safe i feel unsure so we put him in the bottom of the stroller where you put like your stroller tings and he loved it sickening sickening so yeah i'm sorry well while you were you know dreaming i was at a wedding last night which was just great for me scheduling wise to be here be able to podcast go to a wedding mm-hmm. I looked gorgeous. I actually felt bad, like, you know, stunting, stunting on the bride. No, I'm kidding. She looked so pretty. Um, I'm just tired. Weddings are so much work, like on your feet, on your posture. Like you always have to like, you can't yeah. be slouching at a wedding. No, ew. So I'm re- my body feels heavy. I need to go for a swim. Nice. I took my first bath here last night. That's crazy because I've literally taken four baths while I I've know, been here. You inspired me really. Cause every night I'm like, it's a long night. I want to take a bath, but then I'm like, it's a long night. I just want to shower and get in bed. I know. So, uh, I did the bath and I, um, it was nice. I'm happy for you. It was nice. It was also cause I had a clog. Did you shower before or after? Nope. Wow. Yeah. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. I hate when people are like, yeah, I can only take a bath if I shower before or after. I'm like, good for you. We don't care. Yeah. No, if I'm like filthy, then I'm not going to take a bath. I'm not going to do an Ironman and then take a bath, you know? Like, right. I'm just like, I podcasted today. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can I can take a bath without a shower. Yes. Um. Well, today's a big day. Let me tell you why. It's Friday. Oh, okay. It's Friday. Yep, yep. Also, if you're a Patreon member, you know we've been extremely annoying. And on my Instagram, teasing about this new TNN, new TNN, new TNN, big announcements, big things coming for TNN. We've been like particularly annoying because we haven't given much. No, I know. Um, and there are a lot of things coming up for TNN. And one of them is finally here. So we have a new show coming to TNN. It is our first male show. You know, we're really, we empower female voices, but mm-hmm. we're open to all. And we got so much great feedback from my episode with Josh Peck. People were like, please, Josh Peck. And we get so much feedback when Ben is on the podcast. Um, So they have decided to team up. You know, they're really good friends. That's how we actually know Josh. And that's why he came on the show. Um, They're really good friends. They have like same funny, like Jewish chubby energy, even though Josh isn't chubby anymore. Um, And they've decided to do a show together. It's called Good Guys because they are just like two good guys. They are. We were coming up with ideas. I'm like, what's the vibe? I'm like, you two are just like a bunch of good guys. And they're like, good guys. It's really like my idea. And I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, so it is live now. The first episode comes out on Monday. They're going to be dropping episodes every Monday and you can get it where you get the toast, where you get your podcast anywhere, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, all the places. Make sure to subscribe, give a rating, you know, help the charts. Um, I've, the listened, charts. I've listened to the first episode. It's so funny. They're really like they lead different lives, obviously, but like at their core, they're the same person. It's so funny. And the episode was so, so funny. And I have a hard time listening to podcasts that like I'm not on. I can't lie. Um, and it's really, I like I audibly cackled like four times. And it's so bar. funny. It's so good. It's such a great idea. They're going to have so much fun doing it. Yeah. And I feel like 
you guys are going to love it. Yeah, I think everyone loved Josh's right. episodes. They loved, loved Ben. So I think if you're a Josh girly, if you're a Bunge girly, you're going to love the podcast. So make sure to tune in every Monday. And that's the big TNN mogul news. We, You know what? We were looking for a Friday segment. What about mogul news? Mogul news. Yeah, not every week is going to be a new TNN show, but I do feel as though we're doing something mogul at least once a week. Once a day. Once, once a, a minute. Week. Who are we kidding? So that's the big news of the day. You heard it here first. TMZ, no comment, <clears throat> essentially. My comment is I'm so excited and I think everyone is just going to Love it. really enjoy. And that's what we do here at TNM. We're just trying to get you through the day. We're just trying to give you content that you're going to enjoy to make your day better, go by quicker, get you to lunchtime, get you to five o'clock. Yeah. So the more we can put out to get you to lunch, that's what we, that's like why I wake up in the morning. I'm like, the girlies need content to hold them over while pretending to work and I'm glad I mean I'm so happy to be our own boss love what we do but I'm glad that we had that time in the corporate world Mm -hmm. to know what it's like to watch that clock Mm, to know what it's like to just crave something to watch on YouTube crave something to listen to um it can be a dark place Mm -hmm. and then the commute like it like it never ends it never ends you need so much content to get through the day and like that's why we do what we do that is why we do what we do. I couldn't have said it better myself. So TNN, yeah, that's what we do. We need like a slogan kind of how like, what have you got to lose? We TNN, need- we'll get you to five o'clock. Chills. Chills. Speechless. I love that. New logo. We need to rebrand immediately. We'll get you to five. And the way you said it too. We'll get you to five o'clock. Love it. Love it. I mean, we should like come up with slogans for ourselves considering we do it for like every brand. And we should come up with a song for TNN. Okay, how about this? I have my slogan. Claudia. Claudia Ashray. Tickets available at girlwithnojob.com slash tour. Oh, that's good. Jackie O. Raz and Shazen. Goosebumps. <laughs> no, we need to come up with a song for TNN. We can't force these things, but just, we can't force but just these keep things. that in the back of your mind. Yeah. And that's our homework. Okay. Um, do we have a great show for them today? We do. I picked the stories because I was ready early. Jackie was, you know, being a mom. Um... And they're not great. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and I saw the most, I hate to like respond to comments, but like I saw the most annoying comment that like really grind my gears. Okay. So I guess there was like an episode this week where we were like, the stories are meh. People are like, well, if the stories are meh, why don't you just choose different ones? Like, because the other ones were worse. Yeah. Where? <laughs> what's, what? Suggest, do it. Like it was like, like we're choosing bad stories intentionally. Yeah. No, some days like shit pops off, other days not so much. No, and like this weekend, I just know we're going to be, it's like Ben and Jen wedding bliss. Mm -hmm. And like, we're going to be inundated this weekend. I'm curious to see who's going to be there. I'm curious to see who's going to officiate, but I'm not curious anymore because I chose the story and then Jackie took it out. So um, just update everyone. Jay Shetty, which like, who cares? I really didn't know who that was. Did you know who that was before you read this story? Yes. Um, but the reason why I just wanted to talk about it, and I guess we are talking about it now, is because he's a podcaster. And that's just a win for podcasts. Like, that was really all I was going to say. I agree. But, like, everyone is a podcaster now. That, like, if you're not a podcaster first, I don't care. That's like saying... He is a podcaster first. Okay, fine, fine. And his podcast is, like, enormous. It's up there with, like, Armchair Expert. No, yeah, but that's like being like, Jason Bateman, he's a podcaster. That's a win for podcasts. Okay, well... That's not, a, J- not Jay Shetty, but I'm just saying, like, now that everyone has a podcast... No, I know what you're saying. Jay Shetty is a professional by trade podcaster. Okay, I Jason love that Bateman, for him. that's interesting because he's definitely an actor, but he has like a top podcast too. No, I know. For a really long time. Conan? <sighs> Shit. There are certain celebrities who toe the line. Dak Shepard? Podcaster. These days, yes, but... 
Because he was never that big of an actor. Like every real housewife has a podcast. So it's not just being like. No, there are certain people who I definitely, um, I think, toe the line. You just happen to name literally all three of them. Dak Shepard, Conan, and Jason Bateman. Um, I would still would say Jason Bateman is an actor. I would yes. say, because Dak Shepard was really never that big of a an actor. He was mostly like a professional no, he, husband. His podcast is so big. Like, yeah, it's, he's a podcaster. Good for now. him, you know? Yeah, he really crossed over. He did. But there are people who are famous, pod, like us. Yeah. We are podcasters. Yes, 100%. Then there are famous people with podcasts that do really well. Then they start towing the line. It's like, are they a podcaster or an actor? You know? Yeah. It's always the actors. Get away from us. Like, can we have one thing? Can we have one thing? That was like that Tim Dillon podcast where he was talking about how everyone, how everyone has a podcast and soon we're just going to have to like go meet in the woods. Totally. Like the true <laughs> podcasters. True. Wait, RPK. Real podcasters now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's space for everyone. We welcome all to the community. Well, we welcome all, but I don't know if there's space for everyone. There is because it's infinite. You know? I know, it's not like it's not like TV where it's there's only so many slots and so many channels. Like there could be infinite numbers of podcasts. But yes, that's totally true. But podcasting as an art form definitely weeds out the week. I think everyone thinks like I could talk for an hour once a week because most podcasts are weekly, and then they start doing it. And there's so many podcasts that start and never really finish. Mm-hmm. So that is validating in a sense. Like it's not something everyone can do. Like. And it's not that easy. Agreed. Uh, so many people started podcasts, especially in COVID, COVID. And it's interesting to see who's still around. Yeah. No, I like to watch the landscape shift. I love to watch the landscape shift. I'm a landscape watcher shifter. Yeah. It's a beautiful view. Life's a climb, but the view is great. But the landscape of podcasting is shifting. It's <laughs> shifting ever more. <laughs> um, okay. I think we could dive in, right? I think that we could dive into the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Sprit Society. End of summer? We think not. At Sprit Society, we're keeping the season going strong through Labor Day weekend. Celebrate the endless summer by stocking up on all of the original flavors, grapefruit, blood orange, pineapple, and lemon with our Variety 8 pack. As you guys know, Jackie and I are co-founders of Sprit Society canned cocktails, really the only beverage you'll ever need, Period. Period. And a Diet Coke, but... Okay, and a Diet Coke. And I guess, like, water to live, but whatever. Um, We launched with four flavors. They were popping off, and then we just announced a fifth one, which is peach, which is kind of, like, taking over as the best one, just saying. Um, And so you can add the newest flavor, peach, to your cart, then get the variety pack, which has all four flavors, two of each cans, and you'll get the complete Sprit Society experience. And, of course, we have a code, a bigger and better code than yesterday, ready? Get ready for Labor Day weekend. Use code LDW, as in Labor Day weekend, 20LDW20, LDW20, for 20% off all your orders of $85 or more. Chars with code LDW20 for 20% off. Great. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Today's stories are in no particular order. Okay. So just do it that way you will. Uh, they're all, I actually like what you did with the stories. Bingo. Are you ready for our first story? Mm-hmm. Very sad story that has been developing throughout the last two weeks. But Jacqueline Hill's ex-husband, John, passed away. She said his death is the saddest, weirdest thing. I just want to say, like, not to make light of, but I, it sounded like the way you pronounced it was that his last name was passed away. You said John Jack- passed away. Jacqueline Hill's husband passed away. Yeah. Oh. You said Jacqueline Hill's husband, John, passed away. Oh. Sorry. Like, I know that's really inappropriate. I did but, say that. But I just, just like, oh, I didn't know that was his last name. Oh. No, but it's Hill. 
That's why her name is Jacqueline Hill. Jacqueline Hill described her late ex-husband John Hill's death and her grieving process as the, quote, saddest, weirdest thing, given they had been divorced for five years. She said, quote, I'm at the point in my grieving process where I just have to trust it and see what happens every day. Right now, I'm just kind of done sharing this with millions of people, and I just kind of need some privacy on this subject. Totally. She said that although they had not been romantically involved for years, she and the drummer remained close. She said, quote, we still kept in touch and talked. Ugh, it's so much, you guys. Trying to go through it publicly is just making it so much harder for me. And do they have details in there about how he passed? He, I believe, was struggling with addiction. Uh, the autopsy results will take months. Um, the cause of death has been deferred pending further testing. So I don't um, like follow Jacqueline Hill, but um, a lot of people do. And for a really long time, he was like a huge part of her content. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely weird to like, and then he wasn't, you know, because they got divorced and like two people you were watching consistently, like one of them yeah. is just cut out of the story. Um, so I think it's like definitely challenging to grieve this way because like so many people felt like they knew him. Um, and it's also, and they weren't together. Right. So then it's also challenging to grieve someone you were in love with, but aren't anymore. Yeah. And someone who like at one point was every minute of every day for you right. and now, and hasn't been for five years. And so she did a Q and a a little while ago, like maybe a couple of weeks and somebody had asked about John and she was like, you know, um, no one's really heard from him. And I think like when you're dealing with someone who is struggling with addiction, that's like never, a good sign. So this is just like a really sad story and one that's like difficult because so many people like like feel entitled to grieve him too and like want to grieve with her, but she just has to like protect her peace. Yeah, and she needs like her own time and space. Yeah. But also I think people want updates from her and it's like, this isn't your typical, I think grieving on social media is like, especially not like we talked about Olivia Newton-John when it's someone that, you know. You no, someone going through grief on social going media. Going through grief on social media about someone who, was also on social media with you at one point and then not like there's so many different layers. It's very complicated and her like navigating through it right now, I imagine it's a whirlwind. And like, he's not really her family anymore. So Mm -hmm. she has to respect his family's privacy, how they want it to be handled. So it's like a really, it's a weird situation. Yeah. And I will say, I don't know a ton about Jaclyn Hill, but like what I do know about her peripherally, just like she comes up on my TikTok a lot. And now I think I actually follow her. And then she had like a lot of scandal with her makeup line. Just everything I know about her actually makes me really like her. Me too. Um, Especially because I know she went through like a lot of physical changes online and people were so fucking mean to her. Um, And she like handled it all with like a lot of grace, which is like, couldn't be me. Um, So I just really like her. Even though I don't know like a ton about her. Yeah, no, anytime I like watched her videos over the years, I really liked her. I still use champagne pop every single day. I forgot that's her. I'm wearing it right now, even though it's been discontinued. The one that I have has lasted me years. Like great fucking product. Champagne pop was like changed the beauty industry forever. I'm wearing it right now. It was like a collab, right? With Becca Mm -hmm. Uh and Jacqueline Hill. And now Becca Cosmetics is Is done, right? Finished. There's been a few makeup companies that, like have gone under. Bite Beauty just went. Really? Yeah. But I mean, how can how can they not? Yeah, Becca, you're right. I remember we did a story in our old pink studio about it. No, no, no. In the windows. Oh, did, was it the windows? I believe. Well, with all these new, like there's a new makeup company popping off every single day. And the, there's really, it's not like podcasting. There's, there's not, not enough, enough space. space. My face is only so big to wear so many brands. Sephora is only so big. Yeah. There can only be so many little, you know. It's finite. Yeah. It's not infinite. There are only so many departments. Yeah. So I'm and surprised when this doesn't go, happen more. Yeah, when you go up against like the celebrities. celebrities every influencer, Jacqueline, and now Jacqueline Cosmetics, like 
after their first initial launch with the hairs on the lipstick, they got it together. I see people reviewing her products all the time and it, it apparently is very popular. So there's just really not enough space. I'm surprised it's just, we hear There's about, not enough space because there's not enough face. You're with the slogans today. Slogomania. Slogio. Slogio. So I'm wishing Jacqueline the best. I really like her. Yes, me too. And I hope that she like finds peace and is able to navigate it on social media and take the space on her own. that she needs, whatever yeah. she needs, you know? Yeah. Our next story is a kind of crazy beef between Amanda Stenberg and a film critic. This is so weird. I saw it on TikTok and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, so Amanda Stenberg uh, is slamming a film critic over the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies review and alleged DMs. I'm going to take it from the top because yeah. I, I read it and there's a lot here. A film critic shared a screenshot appearing to show a sternly worded message from actress Amanda Stenberg following a recent review of her film Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. After New York Times writer Lena Wilson reviewed Amanda's latest on-screen venture, A24's horror film helmed by 20-somethings, her Instagram DMs were seemingly hit with a message from the star herself who plays Sophie. Lena Wilson's review of the film, which also stars Maria Bakalova, Lee Pace, Rachel Sennett, and Pete Davidson, was somewhat negative, and it seems as though Amandla had some choice words for the writer. The uh, woman wrote in her review, the only thing that really sets bodies, bodies, bodies apart is its place in the A24 hype machine, where it doubles as a 95-minute advertisement for Cleavage and Charlie XCX's latest special. Oof. So then the critic shared a screenshot of her DMs with allegedly a message from Amanda saying, quote, maybe if you had gotten your eyes off my tits, you could have watched the movie. Ooh. Then the critic tweeted alongside the screenshot saying, do you think she Instagram DM'd Allison Wilmore, Justin Chang, and Anthony Lang Lane like this or dot, dot, dot. In a follow-up tweet, uh, the critic claimed that Amanda's DM was somewhat homophobic. She said, quote, always weird when the homophobia is coming from inside the house, but this is something. Hmm. I don't know. If so then Amanda has if, responded. Uh, oh. Uh, she... So Amanda's comment generated backlash mm -hmm. uh, after it was posted to Twitter by the critic, but the actor said in her own Instagram video that she was just trying to be funny with her message. She said, quote, I'm receiving a lot of commentary on the internet for being a very naughty girl and for sending a DM that I thought was hilarious. There's a film critic and her name is Lena Wilson. She described body, body, bo bodies, bodies, bodies as a 95 minute advertisement for cleavage, which I thought was hilarious. I'm proud that a piece of work I was a part of was described as such in such a renowned publication. I thought it was hilarious. I thought because Lena is gay and and I'm also gay. As gay people, we would both find this comment funny. Wait, I was, is Amanda gaslighting us? Like, yes, yes. I was also curious to know what Lena would say to such a statement. Lena decided to publish it, and also says that I am homophobic for saying that. Okay, wait. I did not see that Amanda had responded, um, and her response is so confusing to me. Yeah, um, because. The whole thing is like, first of all, the first like who cares? DMs Nobody weird. reads the movie. No, no, reviews. not even that. But like, part of putting out movies is getting reviewed by yeah. film critics. It's not like, and then and this is what the critic was saying. It's like plenty of people reviewed this movie, and you only DM'd me. Right. Also, to like take a public review and then like DM someone personally is weird. Like she could have posted that. Right. Like so, the whole the whole exchange is weird. And then the critic shared, you know. Mm -hmm. Amanda's message and I think then she like it seemed like Amanda was trying to shame the critic the critic then shamed Amanda Amanda's back to shaming the critic and yeah. it's like we're all losing wait okay my take on the story like was so different before I saw that 
she had responded and her response is giving like, it's gaslighting. Like, what are you guys talking about? I was being funny. Um, I do think like Amanda's DM to her, I don't necessarily think it was homophobic, but impact versus intent. Like maybe the writer felt it was homophobic, but I don't think that well, was I her intent. Well, I think also what the writer was trying to say is like she was the only like lesbian critic who got a message oh, from Amanda. That's oh. why when she said like, oh, why did, did she you- DM all these other people? Yes. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That's fair, that's fair. Um, It just seems like, this is great press for the movie, so it's a win-win. Um, I agree. This is not Amanda's first movie. She's been acting since she was in Hunger Games when she was like eight. Um, and you're supposed to be immune to this stuff. And not everyone is, and and that's fine. Um, this is like, I'm sure her PR team woke up in a tizzy because it, honestly, it doesn't make her look great. Like privately messaging one critic, like who cares? You're a movie star. Like go to a red carpet. Go be fabulous. Who cares about some writer? Mm-hmm. Um, about some writer girl. And I don't know, I can't really, I don't know whose side I'm on. Cause part of me is like, you know, in this climate, I don't, I think maybe this New York Times writer could see how like, maybe that wasn't the most appropriate thing to say. Like this movie's a 95 minute, you know, uh, advertisement advertisement for cleavage. But when I read the critics like take, she was basically saying that nothing about Amanda's cleavage, but more so how A24 is known for exploiting young girls. And it was a statement on that as opposed to like Amanda being promiscuous. Right. But then Amanda said in this second statement, she said, it's quite surprising the amount of commentary I receive on my boobs. I wrote this tank top in this movie because me and the costume designer felt it fit the character well. I do get tired of people talking about my chest. There seems to be a lot lot of unwarranted conversation about my chest. Well, now here's even more unwarranted conversation about your chest. But uh, anyways, what I'm just wanting to point out is that she wrote the tank top into the movie and I, I feel like it's the kind of movie where they're wearing the same outfit the whole time right, like it's a horror movie it's, it takes place in one night and so it's 95 minutes of everyone in the same outfit and she chose this tank top well that can be frustrating for a movie watcher like change your clothes no, it's someone who like loves costume design right right yeah. I mean this doesn't make me want to see the movie more or less I hadn't even heard about it but Pete Davidson is in it so like maybe I will all in all, I don't really have a take here. It sounds like a little bit of, you know, loser on loser crime. Yeah. Like everyone's coming out of this a loser. And <laughs> I I really don't see anyone being particularly right or particularly wrong. Amanda is definitely taking the L, I think, a little bit more because she it's like this big, fancy movie star attacking this like little innocent writer. Um, but again, like, I just don't care. Yeah, she ended her statement with, Lena, I thought your review was hilarious. I thought my DM was- Oh my God, the gaslighting. I thought, your, I thought my DM was funny. I did not mean to harass you. I do not wish you any harm. You're allowed to have criticism on my work and I'm allowed oh, yeah. to have my criticisms of your work. I wish you the best. So was it criticism of her work or, or was jokes. it funny? I just think maybe it was a joke for Amanda, but like, I don't think they've ever met before. You know, when you're sliding in with a meanie joke, Mm -hmm. like making fun of someone's work, like it's very easy to be misinterpreted. No, for sure. Especially when there's a power dynamic. Like this is a big movie star with a like a a writer who she's never met. Yeah. Like you're not going to immediately think this big movie star after you just wrote a bad critique of her movie is sending you a message that's in a joking manner. You would probably think of it's more as like in a mean manner. Yeah. I could see that this, like she meant it as a joke. Like I could believe that, but I also could imagine receiving it and be like, yikes. 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 Yeah. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I just think nothing good comes out of like reading reviews, honestly. (laughs) Like if I was an actor, I would never read reviews. It's the same way like, a lot of influencers like go out of their way never to check like those threads about them. Like it's not good. You got to protect your peace. Mm-hmm. You did your best in this role and that's the best you could have done. Yeah. We're all just doing our best. But here's some press for the movie that I personally hadn't heard of before. Right. 
Right. So that's good. And who knew A24 was like this controversial production company? Do you know what it was? Yeah, like I've seen their, you know, before movies and before trailers come out, it's always like, Searchlight, you know, they, mm-hmm. they'll show like the logos. And I've seen A24 like a million times. I think oh. it's just like popular. Mm-hmm. But I guess they have this reputation. Who knew? Okay, but like they didn't choose the tank top. That's so true. She said that she did. That's true. So I guess they're not exploiting women, young women. In this scenario. In this instance. In this one. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for our next story? Yes. Move some things around just to keep it light. Kylie Jenner reveals she almost had this K name. So Kylie shared on TikTok, she did a trend that... um, People are sharing like, my name is blank, but I was almost named blank. Right. So it's my name is Kylie, but it was almost Kennedy. Which I find so surprising because it's so similar to Kendall. True. And they call Kendall Kenny. True. Maybe at the end of the day, that's why it wasn't. But I I didn't even think of that. I was just thinking, okay, so what if it was Kennedy Cosmetics, Kennedy Jenner? And I think her life would be the exact same. Like, I don't think it would have, I think it would have been so cute and it wouldn't have changed anything. Kennedy is a really cute name. Of course, my mind goes to Kennedy Armstrong, Taylor Armstrong's daughter, because it's really the only Kennedy I know. You know, it doesn't go to the Kennedys? Not as a first name, no. Oh, Kennedy, like as a first name, is literally Taylor Armstrong's daughter who had a sixty thousand dollars birthday party. Yeah, um, and that's I didn't I didn't think about like what all the the brands would be called. Kennedy Skin. No, there's something about Kylie being two syllables, and then it was just a great name for Kyliner. Kyliner. I don't know what you could have done with Kennedy. Yeah. It's true. So um in an episode in the season finale of Kardashians, uh Kim and was talking to Chris about like naming the girls that Kendall was almost called Juliet. And then uh they talked about how she chose Kylie. She said Chris said, quote, we just kept saying Kendall and Sophia, Kendall and Jane, you know, trying to think what went with Kendall. Oh, that's cute. It was Kendall and, you know, Kelly. Then when we got to Kendall and Kylie, we went, that's it. Kendall and Kylie have to go together. Oh, but I, okay. So I guess I was surprised that they would even entertain the name because it's so similar to Kendall. But now it's like, that's exactly why they entertained it. Yeah. Kendall and Kennedy. That's cute too. If they were twins. Yeah. Sisters, mm. but you know, I feel like twins, especially when they're younger, like go through some sort of identity crisis of like having their own independence. And if your name is literally one letter different, that makes that journey that much harder. For sure. And I used to feel like having twins was, you know, not like I wouldn't have wanted to have twins, but now like having like being a mom and being pregnant, like it sounds like a dream. Oh my it's God. Like so much fun. If their names have to be, work together. And so like, much fun. Uh, saves you five years of your life. I would like to have quintuplets the first yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it'll be, it'll also, be a rough three years. Just from like the parent perspective. Like I also think like I can now see it as a sibling. Like if we were twins, like, and I just think that parents have to go out of their way to make sure like the kids have their own thing going on. Identities. But I think like it could be Grand Slam for everyone. I completely agree. And then you have like a built-in best friend. Yeah. And of course, there, I think there's some years in puberty where you go through a rough patch, like hating your twin because it's like, God, I just want my own life. And then the older you get, you are so appreciative that you've had this like partner through your whole life. Especially if you're watching like three identical strangers, just like how connected. biologically connected twins are, triplets, like just everything no I agree I used to be like oh twins my god are everything I used to think like being a twin was like the worst thing like no I want to be my own person I would hate to be like grouped up no I think there's so many benefits I think literally like being born with a best friend and of course siblings are always best well they should ideally be no best but friends. like you're in the womb with someone you're in the crib with someone that yeah. warmth it, I really three identical strangers really changed my perspective on it too like how you know just 
biologically how like impactful it is and but I do think when it comes to twins as you grow up there's definitely some you know um interesting scenarios that you get get yourself in like I always think like and I think I asked Lauren Lane this because Chris Lane has an identical twin I'm like do you ever like see the twin be like hot because logically you think this person's attractive so an identical twin twin logically could go for the same for a sibling that looks alike yeah but like looks alike is different than identical we all know have you seen Chris Lane's twin yeah, but like I think there's always like a little bit of difference with twins. So if like, like a freckle. if you have the one that you that like you love and you want thing, you'll always think of like the other one as like the one that's a little different. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know? And then you could marry other twins and have biologically siblings. Yes. Yeah. Goals. Goals. Yeah. No, I think twins are great. Um, I could have been good with Kennedy Jenner. Yeah, but I'm glad we got Kylie. She's such a Kylie. And of course she is because that's her name and you, you bloom where you planted. Mm-hmm. But um, Kylie was the move. Do you know what your name almost was? No, I didn't have one of those. You did. I have a couple. Yeah. Alexis. Alexis. A little bit of Alexis. Could you guys see it? Claudia. Alexis and Claude. I could see you being an Alexis. No. Like, I could see your face. Like, it's not that far off is what I'm saying. But, like, you're Jackie O. I'm Jackie O. Yeah. And then also almost Victoria, which I think I wouldn't have liked until last year. Now that I'm obsessed with Victoria, I love the name. But I think um, it would have taken me a while to come to that. I don't think I would like. No, no, no. Margo was almost Grace. Mm -hmm. And I don't think me and Olivia had Backups. backups. I don't think so either. What was rolled almost? Nothing. He was like always rolled, right? No, um, he was almost wolf. <gasps> he was almost wolf. Thank God not. One, he's not a wolf. And two, Kylie Jane shit. Like how embarrassing would that be? Oh my God. You would have had to been like, no, I was I kidding. Been, I, I was... would have had to like love the name so much that like it wasn't about Kylie. She just like threw it out there. And yeah. I actually really do like the name. Just not for me, like in any way, shape or form, but like for another, go. Yeah. For Mr. Blitzer. For Mr. He's Blitzer. like the only person I know named Wolf. And uh, Tammy, uh, that influencer has a kid named Wolf. Oh, the one who was friends with Kylie yeah. and then thought that Kylie stole her name. Yeah. She's the one who like fainted at Kylie's birthday party, right? And was never invited to another gala ever again. Yeah. Speaking of galas, did you see, I thought this was such an interesting branding move. The Kardashians like threw an event like last night or the night before. And it was an 818 investor dinner slash meeting. So everyone who was there was an investor in 818. And of course it was Kylie, Kendall, everyone. Orlando Bloom. I saw him. I saw Kim talking to him. Jennifer Meyer Jewelry. She was an investor. She showed up, which I thought was like such a random... But like good for her, mm-hmm. like get get your coin. Um, I thought that was like a cool way to market the brand a little bit with all the like, celebrities. I just thought I thought that was actually really smart and different. Yeah. Also, they came out with the eight one eight reserve bottle. I was watching a video of it on Chris's Instagram. It looks so premium. I actually wanted to get it for you. I thought seriously, I, I saw it and I thought it was like a sculpture of a pair of tits at first. It's very beautiful. It's sculpted like it's different. Yeah. I think. It, I mean, I don't drink tequila, but. Like it's a nice looking bottle. If it's I like, wonder how eight one eight is doing. Yeah, they work it hard. They work it hard, and um, because of Kendall and because they had a ton of money behind it, they were able to like launch immediately and get into every store in every state. Which as a liquor brand, you have to go state by state. It goes slow. Um, but getting in the stores is one thing. Are people buying it in the stores? I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah, because there was a lot of hype for it, and I've tried it, and I love the Kardashians, and I love tequila. I won't go out of tequila. Is very personal more personal than comedy. So to get someone to switch their like go-to brand is really difficult. What, but like if you're at a party and all they have is 818, like are you happy, sad, indifferent? Um, 
I'm not happy, but I'm not sad. I was just like, oh, I'll drink it. But like, I wish my brand was here. What's like, your brand? Casamigos. Everyone mm. has like a brand they feel safe with. Yeah. And that takes time. And it takes like industry, like respect, you know? Mm. Everyone's like, Casamigos, Casamigos. And I tried it. I was like, oh, well, if everyone loves it and it's good, I love it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think those things take time. Got it. But the branding is on fleek. Yeah. No, it really is. And they do cute events and whatnot. Even though, wait, you saw... For Kylie's birthday, they all went on a boat and that video went viral of Kim was like, I want a shot, which was crazy because Kim never drinks. And then she took a shot and spit it out. And she was like, that's literally disgusting. She's going through a breakup. So she's taking shots. And so everyone was like, 818, 818. And then Kim was like, she, she tweeted. Really tweeted, I wish it was 818. But like, how was it not 818? You know, I don't know. Was Kendall there? I don't think so. I think maybe she was actually, but Chloe wasn't. And Courtney wasn't. But that's like so them. Everywhere they go, they have all of their things. I know, but like to be on a yacht, like that's a lot of tequila to have to ship. And it's like just cargo. And it's like, it's it's possible that it wasn't. I just feel like it was. And I don't think that's a statement on 818. If you don't drink tequila, no matter the best, is disgusting. Like yeah. it's not coffee, it's gross. Like, yeah. so even if you're drinking the best tequila in the world, if you're not someone who drinks, you're gonna think, be like, it's gasoline. So I don't think it's an indictment on 818 as a brand. I think they all drink 818, you know, a lot of the time. But I think Kylie like drinks 42. 42. Yeah. Because the thing, tequila is more personal than comedy. But I think like just because she drinks 42, like doesn't mean she dislikes 818. Like you can drink both. Obviously. You know? Literally. But everyone has like a brand that they gravitate towards. Yeah. And that's on the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our next story, which is the one that I swapped out yes. for the Jay Shetty? And I think you're going to really appreciate it. Okay. Because it's Friday, which means we're going down memory lane and talking about Hannah Montana. Ooh, oh, yeah. The Hannah Montana casting director reveals which two stars almost wore the blonde wig over Miley. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I've heard this. Because she was on TikTok. It's a TikTok Mike video. Mike Super Short Show, girl. Who's that? The girl from Cheaper by the Dozen, who's like, you know, the Allison tomboy. Stoner? Yes. Nope. That's oh. not who she said. So after- Wait, let me keep guessing. Okay, but- Ashley Tisdale? Nope. Okay, A TikTok go. video went viral claiming that Spanish-Mexican singer Belinda was almost snagged for the role. The actual casting director, Lisa London, set the record straight and posted one of her own videos on Wednesday to explain that this wasn't the case. She said, quote, I'm actually the original casting director on Hannah Montana and I discovered Miley Cyrus. I wanted to let everyone know that Belinda, who is lovely, by the way, was never in the top three for the role of Hannah. Maybe Allison Stoner was in the tops, but this is top three. Okay. Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Taylor Momsen. Oh my God, Jenny from Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. And Daniela Monet, who wound up being on Victorious. Oh, you know, it's so interesting how like, and I feel like this is so uh, relevant because of Jeanette McCurdy's book. It, like the child acting world is actually really small. I imagine. There's not like a million kids clamoring to get, like they, there's just like the same couple of kids who, who were there at the same time. Yeah. And they all in one way or another eventually did something. But this was a network test out of over 1,200 girls. Those were the top three. The name Chloe also was supposed to be the name for um, the main character before Miley. It was supposed to be Chloe Stewart, but then they changed it to Miley Stewart. Chloe Stewart is cute. Chloe Stewart is cute, but I think there was a lot of name. First of all, Miley's an iconic name, but I I remember reading like a while ago, there was already a lot of names happening because you had Chloe, then you have Miley Cyrus, and then you have Hannah Montana. So they sort of, 
No, I thought you sit down. That was like a thing they did sometimes. Like Raven, that's so Raven, Raven Simone, Raven Baxter. It really can make something truly iconic, but it also makes the actor or actress, it makes it really hard for them to break out from that, uh, being that person. I actually don't agree. I think that it gives them like, star power to another level like it makes their when career bigger and longer but I think for Hannah like because she was able to differentiate between Hannah and Miley it was okay but like if Hillary Duff if her name had been Lizzie, Lizzie it would have been even harder for her maybe yeah but I also think that's just a byproduct of being a child star like you're gonna be that transition is hard no matter when and where it comes you're Obviously, stunted as that person people are always gonna assume so if they're gonna assume like Jeanette McCurdy was saying like people just used to be like Sam 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 and she was she hated being famous so much she's like if people didn't even know my real name I would not take a photo with them but with Miley it's like they already did you know yeah exactly it just makes it more infused you're you are that person but it could put set you up for bigger success and then it also just created the name Miley like it was like a popular kid's name because of her, no one had heard that name before. Yeah. I obviously think they made the right choice. Like there's no one who could there be was no one. like Miley. Also, I think those other two girls would have really been the wrong choice. One, because Taylor Momsen, obviously we saw her grow up. She would not have wanted to be a Disney star and she would have rebelled in every which way. Like you thought Miley smoking salvia was bad. Like yeah. just wait till you see what Jenny Humphrey's capable That's of. That's true. Actually, she went through a tough transition. She did not want to be a role model. Yeah. And then Daniela Monet like was great being Victoria's sister, mm-hmm. but she I, she wouldn't have been my Hannah. Yeah, no, I don't think she had like at the time the star power to carry an entire show, franchise, tour, merch, everything that comes along with it. And then with Miley, we also got her dad, who's literally one of the best characters. Yeah, and it just made the whole thing like really cool and relevant in perfection. pop culture. It was really nepotism at its. Finest. Like Miley obviously had a leg up on the other two girls because she was bringing her dad and because she was a famous kid. Like, but I think that it it worked. It was perfection. It was the perfect recipe. No one could have done it. Like Miley. Yeah. And also it's like, sure, you know, she does the singing, she has the dad, but like her comedic timing was so perfect no, for she Disney. Was amazing. Like she was amazing. But I think she probably got to the top of those twelve hundred kids because of her dad. And that's where I feel like the show wouldn't have been the same without the nepotism. I yeah. think it was an important, it was the salt. It was a pinch of, you know, yep. turmeric. Important ingredient. Important oh, wait, ingredient. It's not, not the final the story. Stories. Yeah, you put the um, iPad down. Yeah, sorry. It was just giving fifth and final energy. It was because like. I love to wrap up with Miley. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's how we should transition between stories. <gasps> we should add a button. You know how we have the crunch yes, button? Yes, we need, and we can have, there's eight buttons we can program they could all be different Ooh, oh yeah 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 love love our fifth and final story is a little financial news i know you guys love and trust when we deliver financial news what did you say you bloom where you're planted oh you bloom where you're mcplanted i am you bloom where you're mcplanted or it could be a directive bloom where you're planted bitch bitch love love i love throwing a bitch at the end of anything you do our fifth and final story, some financial news. Just not really news because that would be really depressing. But yeah. it's more of a, of a, a success story. Success story. It's good news. It's good financial news for this college student who made $110 million trading shares of Bed Bath & Beyond. 
A 20-year-old college student made $110 million by selling his stake in retailer Bed Bath & Beyond after the company's stock price surged over a one-month period this summer, an echo of last year's meme stock boom. Jake Freeman, who was studying applied mathematics and economics. Bill Friedman. F-R-E-E-M-A-N. I don't know. Friedman is for sure. Freeman? I don't know. No. Um, He's studying those things at U.S. Those things. Like, I don't need to say it again. Agreed. It was a mouthful. We were literally talking about this yesterday. Like, if your major comes up in, like, conversation as an adult, and, like, it really doesn't unless you make $110 million. Or you're currently still a student. Yeah. He bought 5 million shares in Bed Bath & Beyond in July at just under $5.50 a share. He owned around 6% of the company as a result of his investment. On Tuesday, the stock price soared soared to more than $27 a share. Regulatory filings reviewed by Financial Times showed that he sold more than $130 million worth of stock using his TD Ameritrade and interactive brokers accounts. I mean, not on the computer. Like, I thought... Wait, okay. So if he bought 5 million shares at $5 a share, how much money is that? A lot of money. So he had a lot of money to start. How? Maybe he's been trading like for a long time. So because I thought it was like, you know, he took $100. Right. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't that. Not to be rude. It makes it like a little less impressive. He bought how many shares? 5 million. That's what you said. 5 million shares times 5. $25 million? $25 million. He was playing around with. I mean, if like, if this is what he does for fun, like maybe I'm, why would he still be in college if he had $25 million? He has been investing alongside his uncle, who was a former pharmaceutical executive. So maybe oh. he was giving him the money to play with to his like genius nephew who's studying applied mathematics. You know, I chose this as a success story, but now it's turning into an investigation. How does a college kid have access to $25 million? He's investing alongside his uncle. Yeah, uncle. Yeah, uncle. Um, I'm... I'm it was. I'm sorry. Intrigued. He said that the initial $25 million stake that he bought in the company was made possible by raising money from friends and family. So he must have really believed in this. Like, I thought they're making it seem like it was like, oh, I'm surprised I made this much money. What if your nephew, okay, like you don't have a nephew. So like, okay. Yeah. No, what if like in 10 years, Michaela's like coming to all of us pitching, um, I need seed money. Um, I have this good feeling about this internet stock. Um, $5 million will we'll do the trick. It depends what I know about her up until this point. Is she like a kid genius? Is she right. studying applied mathematics? And I've seen her do incredible things along mm, the way. It's not true. like she just like woke up one day. It's like, I think I'll be an investor today. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Nice to have do access. I believe in Kayla is the question. Nice to have friends and family. The fam- answer, yes. Nice to have friends and family who like, even if it's like a great idea, have access to $25 million to like put together into some sort of seed round. Yeah, but it's not a seed round. It's just, I'm I don't know. Wondering if, well, so everyone got like an, a great ROI. Yeah. But did he put in any of his own money or did he make $110 million for other people? Uh, Well, the investor, just like if this were, you know, an investment house, like they get a cut. Yeah. Curious. I wonder if he has a girlfriend. He does now. <laughs> he will. He will soon. We'll get Snatcher over there. Yeah. So happy for him. Happy for him. You it's know? nice. I love, love, love $100 million. Like, I think that's really never a bad thing. Really gorgeous. Yeah, of course. I think you should get something, give some to charity. Um, after he pays back all of his, maybe he'll run, run off with it. We'll have ourselves like a made off situation. We'll keep you posted. For sure. On the college kid. 
With 100 mil. Yeah, we were talking about majors and like what is an embarrassing major and what is respectable. And it turns out Margot's is embarrassing. Margot has a really embarrassing major. I didn't, I honestly didn't know that about her. Sociology. Big yikes. Big yikes. Mine's media and communications, which isn't great, but given the work that I do, I think it makes it fine. It looks like this has always been your dream Mm -hmm. and you had lived a successful dream. And that I bloomed where I was planted. And my major is history, which if you know anything about me, it shows that she studied what she loved. Yeah, I think stuttering, studying history or English is like so standard. You know, it doesn't blink, makes nobody Respectable. blink. It's yeah. not like, oh, applied mathematics. Right. But it's okay. Applied mathematics, political science. Maybe you learned some interesting stuff. Economics. Those are all very respectable. Maybe you like learned some facts. Yeah. And um, read some good books. Yeah. Then there are the ones that are. That are just like, it's it's giving low GPA, you know? Yeah. Which, by the way, I had a low GPA, so I'm not being like. No, but at least like you're able to cover. A, a lot of people have a low GPA, but it's not what something you lead with. No, and like. It's Mine so wasn't Im- particularly high. It's so important to stress how like having a high GPA means literally nothing about you in the real world. Like mm-hmm. I am inc- I'm a mogul. And at one point I was put on academic probation. Like who wasn't? No, a I, lot of people. But- no, I really was. You know, you get an academic probation when your GPA is below 2.0. I had gotten an F, the one I spoke about yeah, earlier. It just took you down. It took me way down, especially when my grades weren't that great. Like the other classes were just like B's and C's. I know, but like when you get an F, you have to take the class over or... um. Lose the credit. Lose the credit. I actually once got a D, Oof. which is worse because it just sat there and it brought the whole ship down. Well, I never retook the class, so I had the F and I lost the four credits. Oh. But as I previously stated, I was taking vocal lessons I guess every I got semester. The credits, right? Like you were one step further graduation. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like I was trying to go to grad school. So right, I was taking vocal lessons for two credits every semester. So I was always like in the surplus when it came to credits. So the four credits, like I just like you could not pay me to take that fucking class again. Like I, I didn't even care about the F honestly. So yeah, having like a high GPA, like good for you. Nobody cares. Go get a job. Here's the thing. C's get degrees. C's get degrees. And I just. But F's and D's don't. I'll remember. I'll never forget going to my five-year high school reunion and like chatting with some of the kids in my high school who were like the smartest, like most promising. And I was like, what are you guys up to? And they were like, oh, you know, I just traveled um, looking for a job. And then someone else was like, yeah, no, I'm, I think I'm going to go into fashion marketing. And I was like, but you had all the promise. You're supposed to be like at. Goldman Sachs. Yeah. So having a high GPA just means nothing, honestly. Having street smarts. It's all like, about what you do with it. It's, it's all, about what you do with it. Everything is all about what you do with it's it. It's about having charisma. It's about having so many other things and like being able to crunch numbers. It's about having nerve. You nerve. Know? Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. No, I'm not even kidding. Like Me neither. putting yourself out there and no, totally. taking risks and embarrassing yourself. And honestly, I feel like maybe being really academically smart puts you at a disadvantage because like you feel like that's that's the one and only way you need to succeed in order to move forward in your life. But there's so many other things involved with getting a job. It's like it's about let's say you're you're auditioning or interviewing for a job and there's multiple candidates and you're like the one who's really good with the numbers and really smart and has the highest GPA. But then there's someone else who's, you know, a great team worker because he's very charismatic and outgoing. And so if you're so focused on just like getting a hundred on every test, you're not learning other skills in school, which are really just as important. Mm -hmm. Being social, being outgoing, being helpful, all these different things. Yeah. So just know if you get a C, it's fine. But that's why you should like go for a job that really only cares about the numbers and doesn't care about how you work with the other data scientists. Right. Like engineer. No, not engineering. I'm um, like, what was that book I just read? Love Hypothesis. She's like a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like just yeah, what does your data say? Like, just do the job. Right. Accountant. I don't need an accountant with a great personality. Okay. Yeah. I just need an accountant who can crunch numbers and knows the law and knows the loopholes. Yeah. 
I didn't say that. IRS, I did not say that. Oh, yeah, you don't want to start with them. No. Um, but if they do start with me, I will finish them. No, I don't know. It's I, That's my mission in life. I'm taking down the IRS. No, I'm totally kidding. This They're is comedy. They're more powerful than ever. Don't come for me. It's so true. <sighs> okay, well, that's our show. That is our show. It's officially the weekend for us. Well, not really, but it's officially the weekend, so just throw that laptop out the window and go party. And Monday, we're back remote. I'll miss you so much. I'll miss you more. When do you think you'll come back? I don't know. She doesn't have plans to. When's your next show? When are you in Alabama? So that's why I'm going home. So I'm coming home on Sunday. I have a show Thursday in Red Bank. There's very few tickets left. So New Jersey peeps, girlwithnojob.com slash tour. Look at how Theo is sleeping. Snoring, sleeping so good. But he's like hanging off the chair. I think both the boys are snoring. Are we that boring? No, we're that peaceful. Like it's, it's the best voice. It's their mother's voice. Like. So I don't know because then, then I have like shows. I'm in Portland, Seattle. I think I have to go to LA for work. Then I have um, Long Island. So it might be like October before I'm back, honestly. Okay, so I'm going to try to get to New York in September. Yeah, try and come for my Long Island show. Oh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like once I'm weaned, I'm going to go to Dr. Geezy for some Botox. I'm so fucking excited. That's very exciting But for I have you. a few weeks away. Okay, well, but we've got big things we planned. All, all of us have goals and yep. dreams, and I hope to accomplish them. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Iron Radio, Castbox, all the places. Wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day, amazing weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Goodbye.